now proudly presented on SNME, that Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Got a hustle on the own time. Call the people every port side. We just Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George Mackay, back here again for another MLW Rewind. It is our review of MLW's Holiday Rush. Yes, it was December 24th. Yes, we're aware that it's definitely almost a week late, but it was Christmas Eve, and there's no way our families were going to let us watch wrestling on Christmas Eve instead of spending time with them. Am I yeah. wrong? Yeah, I know. I mean, like, we, we're entitled to, to a holiday as well. I, I believe so. I would think. So, welcome back on SNME. Welcome back on any other audio podcast platforms you're listening to, and welcome back on YouTube. As always, I'm your host, your boy, George McKay, and this is the one and only... Uncle Bobby B, baby. And like I, like I said, well, what's happening is that we're about to talk Holiday Rush, which was, um, I think as we both agreed, subpar was not the strongest thing that MLW has put out this year. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't, uh, I don't know, it wasn't what I'm used to seeing. There was a couple quick matches that I thought were going to go deeper, and there was a couple matches that probably could have been shorter. Just being honest, my honest opinion. You know what, for... I didn't think it was necessarily subpar. I mean, for a free show, for the amount of matches we got, I, I, I'm not really going to complain. No. Uh, not that you're exactly. complaining. Maybe. No, I'm not complaining. We're just talking. We're talking. Uh, but, you know, I thought overall it was, it was pretty good. Like, let's just dive into it. Absolutely. So we'll start off with a six-way scramble. You got Nola Katano, Love Doug, Alec Price, Jay Bougie, Akira, and Brett Ryan Gosselin. They're going out for a six-way scramble to kick off the night. And I got to say, MLW does a great job of starting these pay-per-views of these events with the middleweight division. They really focus on that middleweight division. They showcase it very proudly. It's not like the uh, days of past of, say, WCW, where the cruiserweight matches, if you will, were the fillers. Where they should have not been not well, not not to me either, but they should have been more showcased than they were. But MLW does a great job, and these six guys absolutely killed it. There was so much action, it was hard to keep track of it. Jay Bougie had spots, Alec Price had spots, Love Doug had a sweet spot. Uh, Nola Katano, uh, definitely showing us, continuing to show us on a consensive basis what he is capable of in that ring. Uh, Brett Ryan Gosling bringing in the sack full of Hershey kisses, which ultimately came to his demise very early on in the match. But Akira, the heavy favorite for this match, and does come out with the win. I enjoyed everything about this match. Like I said, it's great to have these matches to kick off the show. Rob, what are your thoughts? Uh, I also quite enjoyed it. I love me a good multi-man match when it's done well. This was done well. I got a lot of multi-man spots. And uh, I, I loved listening to Stryker just kind of go mark out for Doug. Because, you know, Stryker's the, the heel commentator. And he he's, really, been all, he's been loving Doug lately, though. Like, he's been loving some love, Doug. He, he just went off when Doug did that, uh, almost similar to the, the cross cutter that Matt Cross does. It was, but it was weird. It was like on an angle, and it, it, it was just cool as hell. It was an impressive the trajectory of the geometry that he used. It. He flipped his body into to land that cutter. It was pretty sweet. It was, yeah, it, it, was pretty it, sweet. It, it was great. Uh, so I, I enjoyed this match, and you know, like you were saying, the WCW, the cruiserweight matches, I actually watched. WCW, you know, we all, all of us who were watching wrestling at that time, you were flipping back and forth, Raw, Nitro, you know, you were going back and forth. For me, I was a Nitro first guy, and then I would flip to Raw if Nitro wasn't bumping. And the reason I did that was mainly because that's where I got to see the Cruiserweights. That's where I got to see the Rey Mysterios 
and the Juventud Guerreras and the Billy Kidman's, the, the, Eddie, the, the Eddie Guerreros. Eddie Guerreros. Like, yeah. oh man, come on. Like, how Even a young they... Lionheart, man. Chris yeah. Jericho was peak performance. Jushin like Liger. Just like Ultimo Guerrero, the talent that we saw come in. For me, that was my thing. So a match like this, a scramble match, right up my alley. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fantastic way to start. Absolutely. And then right after Akira grabs a uh, microphone and a chair. Pops himself a seat in the middle of the ring. Well, story time with Akira. A story. I like that story time with Akira. Well, he tells a tale, spins a web, Ricky Shane Page and the calling. And now he's now going to full force be the person, the martyr, if you will, to bring the calling down. And the calling, they didn't take too kindly to these words. They all came out. The gas mask goons, Ricky Shane Page, Cannonball Talon, they were all out there to set Akira straight. Unfortunately, it didn't uh, go Akira's way. Uh, for the most part, they did overwhelm him, and Ricky and him got into a sweet slapping contest before security came and broke it up. Uh, but uh, as we know, they are going to have a match at King's Coliseum January 6th. That'll be the next time that we return with our fallout from that. And they're having a, I don't know how to pronounce it properly if I'm right, Tapia, Taria Deathmatch or something like that with glasses. Taipei. Well, like I said, I I didn't know I was going to pronounce it right. That's okay. Uh, it's I, glass shards taped is, to your hands, I believe. If, you, if you've ever seen Kickboxer, uh, the, the traditional method of you would wrap your hands and then you dip them into resin and then into glass. Uh, and that's how the, the matches would be fought with with the glassed, glassed up knuckles. So apparently they are going to do this. And Having just recently watched Kickboxer for the eighty ninth time, uh, I'm I'm on board with this. And just shout out to the movie Hot Shots too, which does the same scene except it's like a Sunday bar, <laughs> dipping his fists in the caramel, the sprinkles. Yeah, <laughs> I digress. Moving right along. Right along, but that match, high paid death match. Yeah, that match is not going to be for the faint of heart. January sixth, Kings of Coliseum. All right, next match we had a uh, triple threat. Featherweight match. We had Tiara James, who's impressed recently. We had Mimi, and we had Zendaya. Uh, now, this match was uh, Tiara getting a lot of spots in. They continue to showcase her and showcase her abilities well. Uh, the more and more I see her in the ring, she's getting comfortable. She got some great-looking ring gear. Absolutely fantastic today. New ring gear that she's, that she's had in the past, and she looked really comfortable. This is probably the most comfortable I've seen her in an MLW ring since she debuted from being drafted in the MLW draft. Uh, Mimi looks solid. She looks like the powerhouse that she is. Uh, and uh, Zeta, yeah. ever the opportunist, scores the win. Uh, but uh, I got to say, uh, this match, even though Zeta scored the win, I'm going to give this one this win to T.R. James. You know, it's funny you should say that. The crowd was certainly behind T.R. James. They were. Uh, they were. Given that she's kind of the only baby face in the match. Uh, as well, well, also the only baby face currently right now in the featherweight division. I mean, you've got Delmi, but Delmi's kind of on the fence right now. I'm not sure where where she's going. She could tip the scale either Delmi's way. It's been, been a little, I don't know. We're, we're going to see what happens here. She's been unhinged. You know, it's, she's been unhinged. It's funny, you know, just a few months ago, we were talking about like, man, we're not getting enough featherweight matches. We want to see them build this division more. Look where we are now. We have an absolutely loaded and stacked featherweight division. We've got some veterans. We've got a lot of youth in there. It's looking a lot better. There's tons of competition in that division now. There's a lot of ladies vying for that featherweight championship. And all that means for us, the fans, is more great matches. So, hell yeah. Absolutely. All right, next match on the card is Matt Justice versus Josh Bishop. And uh, this one was typical Matt Justice, Josh Bishop. This one was not a showcase for the art form of pro wrestling as much as it was an all-out fight. And uh, Matt Justice gets thrown 
halfway across the ring through a table uh, and uh, Josh Bishop secures the win uh, also via the um, St. Laurent distraction. St. Laurent was out there in droves all night with everyone representing WTF. And uh, this match didn't stop in the ring though, because as quick as St. Laurent and Bishop went to the back, Matt Justice got up from that table shot quite quickly, I'll be honest with you. And he bolted to the back and these two were fighting in the back area. They eventually got up to the roof where Justice put Bishop through a table, but ended up getting the worst of that exchange. I would honestly and truly have to say is his ribs were taped up later on the show. But what did you think about Matt, Matt Justice and Josh Bishop? I mean, like I said, it was the typical match you'd expect from these guys. There wasn't really any wrestling so much as it was just an all-out brawl. Yeah, it was a brawl. And I mean, Josh Bishop is a big powerhouse. I mean, that's pretty obvious. You you, you don't need to watch him wrestle to figure out that he, he's a big, strong man. That's true. And then you've got a guy like Matt Justice who doesn't have the same size but has just an ability to put everything on the line, not even just necessarily to get the win, in order to inflict punishment on his opponent. There is nothing that Matt Justice will not do in order to inflict punishment. So it's exactly what you would expect given that criteria. Uh, Matt showing why he's... Uh, I don't say punching bag derogatory, Lee. I, I mean it in, in a compliment. He takes big bumps. He Matt takes is, big bumps. It's just the absolute elite punching bag of professional wrestling. This guy takes everything and just keeps coming back for more. You, you can't take Matt Justice out. So no surprise with this match, with what we got, and with the ensuing brawl all around the building, up to the roof. Unreal. Unreal indeed. Well, how about this? We get a grudge match. There wasn't so much a grudge match. This one was rather quick. And what I mean by that is you got Tony Deppin in tow with Crawford and McCoy, his two little protégés, if you will, versus Kevin Blackwood. And Kevin Blackwood, he does have a grudge. He got put on the shelf for a few months because of Tony Deppin's actions, to which he was suspended and then suspended longer because he refused to pay the fine. Um, and then said that MLW took money out of his pocket. Had he just paid the fine, he would have been making money. So that really falls on Tony Deppin. Uh, that whole, I didn't make money for two months. Well, you didn't pay the fine. Uh, but uh, Blackwood came out and the three-on-one was just too much for him to ensue. And the distraction by McCoy caused Deppin to get the uh, roll-up and the win. Of course, uh, the roll-up, before the roll-up, the pretense was that uh, Kevin Blackwood was thrown into the exposed turnbuckle right across the mouth, uh, probably knocked out a few teeth. He was bleeding a little bit, and Deppin secured the win. And that's it. That's that's just it. Deppin secured the win based off the distraction by McCoy. Yeah, it was a short one, and I think it was maybe just more to kind of build up the storyline. Yeah, this one's far from over. Yeah, no, and, and we really haven't seen a lot of Kevin Blackwood in an MLW ring, so I'm sure we're, we're getting to it. As one of the draftees, I think he was the first overall pick this year, not really... Well, had a lot of injury yeah not really had a lot of in-ring time to work and showcase what he can do and we've seen blackwood live we know what he can do right. so it's it's unfortunate that um I, again air quotes the injury uh was put him on the shelf for a few episodes of fusion but regardless um this one was short and sweet this one was kind of where the downturn kind of turned for me but the next match did pick it up a little bit uh and also uh may 11th we are getting back demand lucha or sorry, Azteca Lucha, Lucha Underground, whatever you want to call it. MLW's Lucha. That's right. It's coming back, and it's going to be uh, 
Chicago, I believe it is. That's what they said. Chicago. And there isn't uh, any word on Caesar Durant yet, but there have been little Easter eggs and tidbits throughout the last couple of fusions. There's been some droppings of of also, also nice droppings. Eh? I know droppings. 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 <laughs> All right. Next match of the card was a triple threat tag team match this one was electric probably my favorite match on the card next to the main event uh and speaking of main event it was main event versus crawford and mccoy versus wasted youth that's mathers and mckay no relation could be but no relation none whatsoever um forehead wise we could definitely be cousins we both have rather large foreheads it's factual it is factual yeah 100 uh but wasted youth scores a big win over the makeshift team of Crawford and McCoy and the MLW staple main event, who, shout out to those guys, congratulations, officially signed to TNA. They're going to be a great addition to that tag team division. And that's what MLW does. It gives these guys a showcase, a platform on TV where other companies can keep. I feel like MLW really is um, the next stepping stone to getting signed if you're on the indies. If you get on MLW TV and you get that exposure, you're almost certainly going to have other companies looking at you and TNA scoring a big addition by signing main event. Main event did not get the win here tonight, but Mathers and McKay get the win and they get a future tag team title shot. So it's a big win for the youngsters. Mathers only 20, McKay only 22. The sky's the limit for these guys. Yeah, fantastic performance. Really enjoying what these guys are bringing in. A lot of youth, energy, excitement. Uh, they got a lot of charisma. The crowd is definitely behind them. And I uh, just want to go back to the main event again, uh, echoing your congratulations. And uh, we've talked about the main event before and how they didn't seem to win a lot of matches in MLW. But regardless of that, they looked good and they were also making other people look good in the process. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of thing that will get you signed in pro wrestling because anybody can make themselves look good, but to, to elevate your opponent so they can elevate you, that's what it's all about. And so you can argue they didn't, win any matches in MLW. Their win-loss ratio in MLW was definitely more on the ladder. The loss record was higher than the win record for sure. But it's those performances that got them noticed and got them signed. So, again, congrats to them. Shame we probably won't see much more of them in MLW given the, given their uh, their signing. But, hey, the, the tag team division is always in flux, and I'm sure we're going to have uh, new teams coming in. No, but no MLW question. and TNA, uh, they have a great working relationship or impact now going back to TNA because Sammy Hallahan is going to be on loan returning to MLW. Well, no, he's free agent. Oh, is he free agent? Sammy's contract I thought he was. I thought they and, re-signed uh, him. No, in fact, my, I hope I'm not uh, bearing anything, but uh, my understanding was Sammy, he had his discussions with them, and I guess he didn't feel like he was being offered. They were too far apart. Yeah. I guess they were like too far apart. I think he even might've posted on social media about it. So it's not like I'm it's like insider info or anything like that. He just, he felt he was worth more than I guess they were offering. They couldn't come to terms and they, they parted ways. So Sammy's a free agent. He's back on the, uh, on the Indies. He's back, going to be back in an MLW ring. You know, we talked about 2024, 2023, the growth we've seen in MLW over the last couple of years, and we're going to see in the next year. Just we got Riddle and Sammy Callahan, two big names coming back to MLW because these are both guys who've been here before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I can't wait for that. And uh, I know we went on a tangent here because that's what we do, but flipping back to that match, huge win by Wasted Youth, uh, tag team title shot in the future. Don't be shocked if they put up a, a real good real good fight for that title and, and perhaps even 
come out on top. I don't know. But these guys are looking good, and I'm liking what they're doing in MLW. Absolutely. And I will say this. Out of all the titles in MLW, the tag titles are the ones that seem to change hands more frequently than the other titles. Yes. And then I would say the middleweight, and then I would say the open weight, and then I would say the world heavyweight title because the world heavyweight championships championship title. holders, hardest title to win, and they've had major year plus, two year plus as Hammerstone, for example, title reigns. Alex Kane is almost coming up on a full calendar year, which I like. I like that. I, li I like that too. I like I like long title reigns for the more upper echelon titles of the company. Not to take anything away from the tag titles. They're just titles that change fast because the division is so fast changing that there's a lot of people vying for those titles. And I, I mean, the, the world championship, you are the, the top dog. You are, I am the best in this company, period. So if you're going to be at that level, mm -hmm. I feel like you should be able to be at that level for more than three months or four months or five months. Like you should be able to be at that level for a year. Like I'm I, the best, not just for three months, for a year. I feel like, I feel like six, I feel like eight months to 12 months is a decent title reign. Reasonable. I and, would say that. And you know what, MLW, what they have with, with Hammerstone, and now what they have with Kane. Even for two. Dominant, yeah, for two. Dominant performers. So they're maintaining that dominance over a long period of time, and I like that. That is believable to me. Not title changes hands every month. That's not believable. Absolutely. All right, next match on the card, we had a uh, intergender match, Ichiban versus Promotios Dorado. That's right. Not Selena De La Renta, Promotios Dorado. That's Janai Kai, Rocky Romero, Rodriguez. They're all out there. And um, as quick as they got involved and the ref tried to maintain control, Selena De La Renta sprayed hairspray or tanner or some kind of thing in a can in Ichiban's face again. And now um, they began the assault on him and eventually unmasked him in the center of the ring. And Rocky taking the mask and waving it to the crowd as Promotius Dorado exited. Now, here's the thing. Them getting disqualified got Ichiban his title shot. So them trying to do what they did to him ultimately gets Ichiban his title shot because he had to win the match against Selena. While Selena getting disqualified, mean Ichiban gets a W in the win column. Therefore, he's now punched his ticket to a future title shot against Rocky Romero. Uh, probably at Kings of Coliseum, that match might get uh, announced over the next couple of days. Or we may see it at the next event after Kings Coliseum. But regardless, Ichiban does get a middleweight title shot. So Promotio Serrato, I don't know if you guys really thought that one through. Um, but regardless, your antics caused him to get the win. Therefore, what you didn't want to happen is now happening. So not really the best leadership quality, Selena. Just, big time. Just going to throw that out there. We're not even going to really discuss because I think you and I are on the same wavelength. About oh, yeah. That. It was, uh, the only thing I will say is good. And Stryker called it uh, good on the referee for not DQing or, or calling the match. Due to when when there everyone was no actual offense, like nobody actually did anything to Ichiban, therefore it's not a disqualification. Yeah, he, he was able to, to to duck and dodge most of their assault, their early offense to get them all out of the ring, That's and then Selena, and then yeah, and then Selena uh, with the hairspray can or whatever it is. Yeah. Right in his eyes. And then he was unmasked. But luckily enough, security surrounded him. They were able to get a towel on him. And uh, Stryker swears he saw his face. From the angle that where the commentary table was, there's no way Stryker could have saw that face. No way. We didn't see it on camera. But hey, Matt Stryker, you can dream. And you can dream that you saw Ichiban's face. That's fine. All right. Now we got SGC, Manders, and Good Brother 3 versus Boomaye Fight Club. That's Mr. Thomas and Alex Kane. Kane wants double gold. He wants to become a double champion. Why not? He wouldn't be the first double champion in MLW, and he wouldn't be the last. And uh, this match was great. 
right up until everyone from WTF interfered. Everyone, including uh, Richard Holiday, who came up with a glass of champagne. And guys, this is Wrestling 101. If anyone walks out with any kind of glass beverage bottle, you know what's going to end up cracked over someone's face or the liquid inside the glass is going to get thrown into someone's eyes, which caused a disqualification when Richard Holiday threw the champagne into Alex Kane's eyes. And WTF came out. They just... They just annihilated Bumae Fight Club. Then Matt Justice came out to get a Joey Bishop because that fight's far from over. And all hell's just broke loose. And at the end of it all, we saw somebody who could have been The Rock from 20 years ago. Maybe, possibly. If you don't know what I mean, go back and watch Holiday Rush because you'll see the guy that looks exactly like The Rock that posts that picture of him with the fanny pack, the turtleneck, oh, and yeah. the chain. Yeah, it was, Rob pointed it out and I echoed that oh, sentiment. You got the turtleneck and the chain? He's rocking it. He's rocking it. Absolutely. And there was also a guy that could have possibly been Mac Miller reincarnated. Uh, security guards were just all over the place and all hell broke loose. Don't, don't you I don't know who Mac Miller is. He's a rapper. Okay. May he rest in peace. Dated Ariana Grande and also had some fire tunes. Way better than Jack Harlow or anybody else that's out there right I now. I, I get it. Okay. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. But what did you think of uh, this title match? I mean, from what we saw from Thomas and Kane, they're a unit, they worked well. SGC worked well, um, but regardless, we never got to see a true victor in this because of the interference from WTF. This was more of a mind game match in WTF to try to build momentum going into Kings of Coliseum where Holiday will take on Kane. Yeah, and I think, what, what were you saying? We were talking about this match, you are saying like, oh man, I wouldn't want to get, get this guy angry. And I, go, I wouldn't want to get, I, I said I wouldn't want to get Manders angry because like you pointed out numerous times, Manders is solid. Manders is like, you look at Manders and he's the kind of guy who's like, I forget what he states his, his weight as, but let's just say for sake of argument, round number, he states his weight is 200. He weighs 200, but he feels like he weighs 280. That dude just looks like he's dense. Like he's just densely packed. Yeah, a lot of density there. That's right? Yeah, dense and, was the word, and, yes. And you're like, yeah, I wouldn't want to piss Manders off. I'm like, I wouldn't want to piss any of these guys off. Like, look at Mr. Thomas. He is so intimidatingly large. I wouldn't want to receive any, I wouldn't want to receive a gift from Mr. Thomas, okay? That's how intimidating <laughs> he is. So there was a lot of power in this match and uh it degenerated into a, a, a brawl and a dq but overall it, was, it wasn't bad i think it's just more to build this faction rivalry we got happening right now absolutely all right and now we get a little promo from uh delvian and janai and they're beefing backstage janai saying uh what's up former champ and delmi saying what you think because you beat me you're top of the mountain well, factual that, that actually is, is factual statement I, when i watched that i was really i'm gonna be honest and just not to shit on delmi because delmi's great but I just, that line, I wouldn't have used, like, well, what, you think because you're champion, you're king of the mountain? No, that's literally, yes. I would have been like, absolutely, I, I do. I am. That's I, have that's the, I have the belt to prove it. Precisely what this means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that just kind of, you're, like, you're playing. It, it's, a, it's an oxymoron right there, pretty much. It's a statement that has uh, an alternate or same meaning, but you wanted to use it in a completely different context. So regardless of that, uh, Security comes out. They're about to throw down. Security breaks them apart. And then we see, ah, it's so nice to say this, the Lucha henchmen have returned. And they hand Delmi an envelope with a bowl on it. And she opens up the envelope and her eyes go wide. And a little smile creeps out right before the camera cuts out. But I'm pretty sure this mixed with earlier on in the night where we saw Selena preparing for her ultimate disqualification, there was a burlap sack left in the Promocios Dorado office dressing room. Exactly. Burlap. 
Bro, that potato. That's what potato. That's what I know, but I said are made out okay. Of well, why are you getting angry? It's also what pro wrestling tees t shirts are made out of. Yeah, burlap. Unless you want to pay extra to get it, you want to get. I usually pay extra for the soft. Oh, I absolutely. I, I, I do. Can't. I pay extra. For I'm the sorry soft to beans. anyone who's got their stuff on pro wrestling tees because they kill us in Canada and we just can't buy your your shit. No, it is rough. I have my uh, also. In case you're wondering, you know, shameless plug before the end of the year, Straight Talk Wrestling does have some merch on pro wrestling tees. And it's free shipping in the U.S. Not to Canada, but free shipping in the U.S. Taxes and shipping and duty. And duty. Yeah, on top of that. So yeah, oh, a, a twenty four ninety nine t shirt works out to bucks. be like six. Yeah, fifty yeah. sixty bucks plus the exchange rate. Don't forget the exchange rate. Yeah, it's like seventy five dollars for one, one of shirt. our dollars is worth like eight of your cents. Yeah. <laughs> so we just get like and just kills us. So it's rare that we're we're able to do an order from there because like it's one thing to pay for your order and then you pay for your shipping and then then like two weeks later you get a another tangent customs going oh yeah you owe us another hundred bucks yeah in yeah. duty yeah okay anyways so, enough yeah, of yeah, yeah. Enough, enough of the tangents all right so here we go main event time hammer versus the two round number three that's right this is the one now ultimately this would have no real change in the ranking if this was a best of three hammer's already won. He won Hammer versus for 2-1. He won Hammer versus for 2-2. Two, two. And this is Hammer versus for 2-3. But I got to tell you, this match was fire. It was great. Jacob for 2 looked the best I'd ever see him. Hammer looked focused. Uh, the New York crowd, though, a little disappointed in you guys. Yelling out steroids, yelling out HGH. But regardless, Hammer mocking you pretty well with the double needles into both hips was pretty solid. That's a pretty G move by Hammer. I will give him that. But Fatou comes out with an incredible win. And at the end of the match, as Fatou rolls out and he's walking back to the ramp, Hammer meets him at the ramp and gives him a hug and embrace. Kind of like a thank you for one final ride. As we know, Hammerstone's contractual obligations are now complete. He's fulfilled them. He is a free agent. And that's what MLW does so well. We're losing bodies, but we're gaining back Matt Riddle and Sammy Callahan. So the trade is even and it's not to say that we'll never see hammer in an mlw ring he even said it himself for the foreseeable future future, you won't see hammer back in an mlw ring but he grabbed the mic and he actually wasn't supposed to he addressed the crowd uh and he actually said that he goes i'm gonna get in hot water for taking this mic but instead of feeling frustration and anger and all the stuff you you read it reading about in the dirt sheets i'm actually grateful and he actually talked about how people would want to say that mlw is fused with hammerstone dna he said, no, Hammerstone is fused with MLW DNA. And MLW will be the company that built Alex Hammerstone. To all the guys in the back, even that guy I fucking hate, Alex Kane, they're killing it. They're doing what they can. All the guys and the girls in the back. And this is, you know, he shouted out that this was, you know, thank you for taking a chance on him, making a boy become a man, making a wrestler become a superstar. And as he said, thank you to the crowd and left the mic in the center of the ring. He walked back to the ramp and he was embraced by Court Bauer, gave him a hug, kind of did the we're not worthy, mm-hmm. kneel down. And uh, that's how things went off the air. Oh, there was also a promo from Matt Riddle talking about how he's facing for two January 6th. That's a dream match. We already know that's happening. He's in Vegas dealing with some stuff. Not really. He looked like well, he recorded the video in his closet and he's he lives in Vegas. To be fair. Uh, j- literally just before we we hit record, and I was scrolling Instagram. I did pop on, and there was a video of Matt Riddle, and he just was saying how he his girl had to get some surgery, his baby had to get some surgery. He's been dealing with a lot of stuff. He hasn't responded to any like phone calls or text messages for over a week. So you know what? Maybe a little understandable if you cut the promo in his closet. Bit of a rush. Life happens. We know we're going to get the match, so I'm not overly concerned about the promo. There's not a whole lot of build up here. It's just a this is the match we're having. 
So the promos aren't going to get me emotionally invested. Let's just see the match. I mean, Hammer, just to go back to that, probably one of the classiest ways you could say goodbye, um, even if you're not leaving, and not to say he wasn't, but if even if you're not leaving under the best of circumstances, I don't think there was a classier way he could have done that. Uh, I thought he showed a lot of gratitude, didn't seem bitter at all, put some people over in the back, uh, really heartfelt and emotional. That, that, that's probably one of the greatest... If you want to call it a and shoot, even shoot even shoot stopped call. even stopped the hammerstone chance for the thank you hammer chance because he clearly said no no it's not about me it's about MLW yeah and he, he really stressed the point of how appreciative and grateful he was so uh you know big clap for you Alex Hammerstone great great career in MLW all the best in the future wherever you may go wherever you may roam uh we know you're gonna do well and and I'm sure you know it's not like Rome, yeah, it's a Metallica song. No, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But it just—he's a musician. I, so I, 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 oh my god. Yeah, oh, you know, music. Just, okay, let's take it home. Wrap it up. Yeah, I'm taking it home. Relax. Yeah, you're not taking it home. You're you, you've gone on like seven different tangents tonight. That's what we do. We tangent. No, we you've talk. been tangenting. I just want to get through it. Oh, okay, okay. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Anyways, All right. Great promo from Hammerstone to close it out. Uh. Great way to, to close the chapter on that MLW career. And uh, I also like that he put Court Bauer over. He said a lot of people say bad things about Court Bauer. You know what? He 10 times my pay when he didn't have to. Yeah, he re-signed him two years into that three-year contract. And he also said, point out, that Court Bauer called him and said, I'm going to bring you in. And he said, okay, well, we'll have a tryout match. Court Bauer said, no, don't need a tryout match. I'm going to sign you to a three-year deal. And that's, say what you want to say about Court Bauer. But everyone we've spoken to has you know, may have had not the best dealings with Court Power, maybe. We don't know. We can't confirm or deny. But they've all said Court Power is a man of his word. Yeah. So if that's what you take away from it, then that's what you take away from it. But I think that's a great way to end this episode. We got through it without another tangent because I felt another one was coming. So I'm well, glad that we, we didn't did have it. to rush through it just because it's holiday rush. Like No, I didn't rush. Okay, don't twist my words. I'm just, it's been a long week. Well, we're done. So from all of us, all of you, happy, year. happy new year, guys. New Be year. safe. Don't drink and drive all that good stuff. Thank you. Not... Would you stop? Oh. I easy, always gorilla. close out the show. Take it easy, gorilla. All right. Easy there, Bobby. <laughs> the biggest compliment you could have ever given me. The greatest, the greatest commentary tandem in the history of profession. Hey, I'll take gorilla. I'll take it for sure. If you're giving me Bobby. I'll take Bobby. No, hundred percent. I can't take All right, humanoids. Enjoy your holidays. <laughs> Guys, we look forward to seeing you in 2024. The rewind. Thanks you for all your support. Your love the MLW roster. We thank you for all your support and all your always getting back to us. Yeah, you guys are real good to us. Agreeing to come on the show. MLW. Thank you for sponsoring us. 2023 was a great year and shameless plug again, but MLW radio is returning and we think the rewind would be a fantastic addition to MLW radio. Just going to throw that out we there. Two great hosts. We like, really do. We can take something hosted. We yeah. got you. We got you. Got you. Slide into the DMs. I respond. He doesn't. But I respond all the time. I respond to DM. Not on X. I do, actually. I'm on X now. I am using X. I am using X. My my X, my X thing is... <laughs> my X thing. Your my X, username? My X your X handle? Is at real underscore... Un no, it's at uncle underscore Bobby <laughs> underscore B underscore. <laughs> Go plug that one into your X machine. Give me a follow because I only have 61 followers right now.
All right, guys. And I'm on the road to 2,500, but peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next year. Thank you so much and enjoy your holidays. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the show fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Got a hustle on the own time. Color people at the port side. We just people from.